Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, sure, old time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, all the Bruins players and staff are 100% vaccinated, and Fabian Lysel will play for the Vancouver Giants to start the season. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. All the Bruins players and staff are now 100% vaccinated. And this is great news to start the hockey season. Now if a player gets COVID, he won't be out for too long. Maybe miss three or four games. So it won't hurt the team unless it spreads in the locker room. Kind of like the flu, if you think about it. But if everyone's vaccinated, I don't think there's going to be any issues at all. You know, maybe a cough here or two, maybe a guy missing a game. But other than that, I think we're I think the Bruins are are good to go for the season. You know, we'll, we're just going to have to wait and see. And hopefully things are going to work out. I mean, I don't see any issues anymore. I really don't. So, you know, let's let's get the season started here. You know, I don't know what the I really didn't look into the whole entire, you know, COVID protocols, you know, I don't know if they're going to be tested on a week. I, I really don't know because I haven't really looked at it like I did like last year when they were in the bubble. You know, I really took a close look and, you know, took, took a close look to see what they were doing, you know, the testing and everything else. Now I'm, I'm not really, now that the players and staff are vaccinated, you know, I'm not going to really talk about what these, you know, you know, what the COVID protocols are. So I don't know if the players are still, I mean, are the players still going to be tested, you know, when they come into the Warrior Ice Arena or before games or whatever? I don't know because I really didn't like look into the protocols since, you know, since the vaccine is out there. So, and now that the team's 100% vaccinated, I see no reason why guys should be, you know, tested, but I really, like I said, I really didn't look into, you know, any type of COVID protocols regarding testing. So who knows? Now, Fabian Lysel will play for the Vancouver Giants of the uh, Western Hockey League to start the season. Uh, I see where the Bruins would want him playing in juniors right now. He's only 18 and needs to experience the North American style of hockey. He spent his whole time playing in his native Sweden and... You know, this is going to be a good thing for him. Now, I know that there was some discussion that he would play in Providence this season, but playing in Vancouver is a good thing. He'll be with players his own age, you know, and plus he'll, pro- you know, and he'll get the, um, he'll get experience with a, with a longer schedule. I don't know how long the schedule was when he was playing over in Sweden, but they got a pretty, pretty decent schedule in the Western Hockey League. Now, you're probably wondering why is he going all the way out to Vancouver and not playing closer to Boston like in like in the Quebec or Ontario Junior Leagues? Well, Vancouver drafted him, um, and they hold his rights. So, 
that's that's the thing going on with Fabian Lysel. I hope that maybe by the end of the season, you know, maybe maybe a late season call up, you know, after Vancouver's season is completely done, maybe he gets called, maybe he plays for Providence, you know, maybe he maybe he sees some time in Boston, who knows. But this is a good fit for him right now, and I'm really looking forward to seeing some of those highlights of him playing playing for the Vancouver Giants. And you know what? I may even listen to a couple of streaming games this season to see how the kid's doing. Now, he played with uh, Jacob Lacco, like Lacco. Uh, I can't get the kid's name right. Lacco. Lacco. There we go. Lacco. Wow. Um, yeah, he played, um, you know, Lysel played with Jacob Lacco in rookie camp in the Prospects Challenge in Buffalo. And Lacco could make the Bruins roster this season. He, he is a good shot. But the thing is, I don't know where he's going to fit in right now. I really don't know. I mean, he's a centerman. And the Bs are pretty good down the middle right now with Coyle, Stanika, and Lazar. So I don't know where this kid's going to fit in. So he might, you know, there's a good chance he'll probably be a late season call-up. I don't know. But, you know, this kid's got a future ahead of him. And right now, you know, the good the good thing is, you know, start the season in Providence, get some get some playing time down there, and see what happens. Maybe he becomes a late season call up like like Lysel. So we'll just have to wait and see with him. But he's a he's a high prospect for the bees, um, or top prospect for the bees. So you know, we're gonna have to wait and see what happens with him. And see if if he makes. I mean, does he make the team out of camp? I don't think so. But maybe, like I said, a late season call up. I see that. Now, speaking of Charlie Coyle, he underwent knee surgery in the off season, and he's limited for the first week or so of training camp. Now, the fact that he's limited is a bit concerning to me. You know, will he be a hundred percent and ready to go a full eighty game schedule? I doubt it. I mean, you know. What's going to, you know, that that to me is like what's going to happen with the set, you know. He's right now, he's the he's the number 2 guy. He's the number 2 center taking over for David Krejci. And hopefully Coyle can stay in the lineup and not have this injury linger throughout the season. I mean, the guy's going to be an essential part of the lineup moving forward without without Krejci even even if I mean, here's the thing. Maybe there's a good chance that maybe Coyle stays at the number three center spot and Jack Stanika is the number two center. There's a good possibility. I mean, Stanika, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, don't have like high hopes for Stanika, but I do. And, you know, Stanika has bulked up this uh, past offseason. He's added some muscle and there's a good possibility he could steal the number two center position away from Charlie Coyle. And I'd I'd rather I'd rather have Stanika in the number two spot than Charlie Coyle because, you know, we we really don't we've seen what Charlie can do Charlie Doyle Charlie Coyle could do you know in the third in the third center spot, and why don't we just keep him there as the number three center and let Stanika be the number two you know try him out for a little while especially if Coyle's going to be you know, you know limited through you know training camp and maybe the first couple preseason games I think it's a good idea that Stadinka be the number two center 
I mean, you still have John Beecher sitting in there. You know, that's a possibility. And there's also a of there's also the possibility of maybe maybe a preseason game or two with Lauco. So that number that number two center is going to be the big question coming into the season. I mean, the big question coming into the season, if you if you look back, you know, um, you know, early in the summer before David Krejci decided to, you know, leave, you know, leave and go back over to the Czech Republic. The big question mark was going to be, you know, the goaltending Swayman and Olmark, you know, for the first half of the year. Now the big question is who's going to be that number two center? And, you know, is Charlie Coyle going to be able to be that number two center? I mean, to be honest, he's a number three center. I don't think he's a number two. I think Jack Stanika is your number two center. Give him a shot. You know, give him a shot with, with Hall and Smith. You know, and keep, keep, keep Charlie Coyle on the third line with Jacob DeBrusque. Now, I don't know what to expect when it comes to Jake the Jake DeBrusque. I mean, he scored 43 points in his rookie season, 42 points, you know, the following season, and for the past two seasons, he's been trending downward like like crazy. You know, he 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 had 14 points in 41 games last year. All right, five, that's five goals and nine assists. He should have at least had 10, I mean, 10 to 15. I mean, his effort at times has been questioned, especially by, by fans and, and Bruins staff. You know, he's been a healthy scratch. You know, he spent some time on the COVID list last year. Okay. But DeBrusque is, is at a breaking point with this team. And... You know, this puts him in a position, you know, this could be be a position to give him a bounce back season or, you know, the trade rumors or the possibility of the trade rumors. And, you know, who knows? But he's another question. I mean, there are so many question marks around this team. The number two center, you know, Jake DeBrusque, you know, the goaltending. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of questions, you know. It, for this team this season. Now the good thing is that the bees prospects were uh, hit the ice this week. They did pretty good in in their in the prospect challenge in Buffalo. They dropped a four three loss to New Jersey yesterday, and beat Buffalo five to two on Saturday. Now thirteen of the twenty two players of on that roster. Played for the Baby Bees last season, including Oscar Steen, who made his NHL debut last season. Now, Oscar Steen is another one who could possibly break the Bruins' line, who can actually make the Bruins' lineup this year. I mean, I don't think I don't think he's going to make the big club out of camp. He'll start, probably start the season in Providence and could be an early call up due to injury, or he'll he'll play well enough in Providence that he could get a call called up. But you know, you know, you, you have a lot of question marks for this team, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch this team and see what they're gonna do this season. It's gonna be really fun. You know, you know, who's gonna be the number two center? Is Jacob is Jake DeBrusque gonna have gonna have a breakout season? Or is he gonna suck so bad that the Bruins are gonna wind up trading him? You know, Oscar Steen, is Oscar Steen gonna, you know, make the team? 
Or at one point, is he going to get called up? Uh, Jacob Lauko, you know, is he going to be? Is he going to be on the team? Lysel, you know, when is he? Is he going to join the team this year? Or you know, towards the end of the season, you know, is he going to play in Providence or bought? You know, there's going to be there's a lot of things going on with this Boston team this year. And guess what? You're going to be able to watch them all on Nesson, and the Bruins will have 13 nationally televised games on ESPN. ESPN Plus, Hulu, ABC, and TNT. So you're going to be able to, no matter where you are, you're going to be able to watch the Bruins. All right, the first national televised game for the Bruins is going to be October 20th against the Philadelphia Flyers on TNT. The B's first game on ESPN, well, we're going to have to wait until January. That, That game's on January 6th. So it's going to be interesting to see how... ESPN well ESPN in the past had NHL in the past so they're they're pretty good they're they're pretty good at you know bringing you the content that you want to see you know adding ESPN plus is a good a good move and also streaming on Hulu is really good um as far as TNT goes I don't know it's gonna be a wait and see with that one but I I'm really looking forward to um, some of these nationally televised games and seeing you know and, and seeing what's going to be going on, you know, as far as, you know, the, the air talent and the the studio analysts and stuff like that. Hey, we at least we don't have to put up with Pierre Maguire anymore, right? Now, training camp hasn't officially started yet, but the Bees have been skating at Warrior Ice Arena this past week. And it's a good sign that the season is underway. And the training, most training camps, NHL training camps, are set to open on Wednesday. So I'm just hoping that you know we get a we get a glimpse of who's been invited to the um, NHL, who's been invited to the uh, Bruins training camp because it's going to be fun to see. It's always fun to see who's been invited to camp. You know what college player? You know college free agents have been invited to camp. You know what what other you know what other former former players are invite? You know any other former like players were vo- invited to camp. So let's get, you know, any Europeans who have been invited to camp. So it's going to be fun to see what the camp look, what the camp um, training camp looks like. Now, in the past, I've made some I made some predictions here. I've made predictions on the show and I made I, th- I believe I made one like last episode or two episodes ago. And I, I can't really remember my I've I had a brain fart a little bit, but um, I was looking at some other some other um some other predictions other people put out and I'm saying to myself, you know what, this makes complete sense. So, you know, in the beginning I said, okay, we're going to look at the Atlantic division. All right. You're going to have Tampa. You're going to have Florida. You're going to have Toronto. Those are going to be your top three teams. And that basically, basically that, that was my, that was my prediction here. Now the fourth spot, um, the fourth spot, I think, will go to the uh, Boston Bruins. They're going to get that first wild card. Um, now, as far as the um, the Metropolitan goes, I have a feeling that it's going to be the first the first place team is going to be the New York Islanders, especially you know signing Chara to a one year deal. Do I think that's you know? What kind of, is he going to get a lot of my my thing is is Char going to get a lot of ice time with the New York Islanders, or did the Islanders actually waste a roster spot? 
I don't know. It's a tough. It's a tough one. Knowing Chara, he played for the Bruins, played last year with Washington. I don't know. I think that the the, the Islanders did made a made a pretty decent move on his part, but you know it's it's a shame because you would really want to see you know you don't want to see somebody like that, especially a forty something year old guy, um, who's been in this league a pretty long time. I mean, basically half the roster wasn't even born yet when he was when he first started playing for playing in the NHL or even drafted. But I think it would it's going to be the Islanders finishing finishing in first, followed by the Carolina Hurricanes. And then I'm thinking maybe the Washington Capitals. Washington Capitals, Pittsburgh Penguins in there. So third for third place. Now for four, now as far as the wild card goes, well that's going to be that could be a pretty decent toss up here. You got the Boston Bruins. Yeah, I think the Boston Bruins get a wild card. The other wild card, though, is going to be a tough one because I'm I could go either way. I mean, I can go with the the Pittsburgh Penguins in there. I can go for the New York Rangers in there. I mean, Montreal Canadiens possibly. So you know, it's it's up to like three or four teams could be battling for that. Um, for that conf- for that uh, wild card spot in the Eastern Conference, so the wild card I would say would one goes to Boston, and I'm going to say the other one go- goes to the New York Rangers. I would probably say though, you know, the Montreal Canadiens are in there, the Capitals. There's still some good teams in there, but I have a feeling it's going to be the Bruins and the New York Rangers getting those um, two, getting those uh, two wild card spots. Now, as far as, you know, the the Pacific or the, no, the Central, um, it's going to be Colorado on top with Winnipeg. And I don't know. I'm I'm thinking maybe, oh, God, that's a tough one. All right. I'm going to say, Vink, um, Colorado, Winnipeg, and maybe Minnesota with Chicago getting the wild card, one wild card, and then looking at the Pacific I'm looking at Vegas Vegas in first Edmonton in second possibly the LA Kings doing some damage um, for third and then as far as fourth place it's gonna be a tough one but I would eat I it's a it's a that that's a tough one to come into I mean I wouldn't go with Seattle I would I you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, Seattle's going to be the Vegas of, no, they're not, of their expansion. No, they're not. I would say, I would, I'm either going to go in there and going to say the wild card, that second wild card spot, is either going to go to Calgary, Vancouver, or the Dallas Stars, possibly the St. Louis Blues. But I'm, my guess is, my guess is the wild card is going to go to, my, I would say the wild card goes to the Calgary Flames. I I don't think Seattle's going to do very well. I mean, they're going to I think that they'll do better than San Jose or Anaheim. But I just don't see them, you know, having a having a a season like Vegas did in their expansion in their, in their expansion year. So, but you know, it's kind of it's kind of weird. You know, you look at you look at the top teams in each division, you know. You know, you look at the Atlantic. You look at um Tampa Bay, Florida, Toronto, easy picks. Then you have bought, you know, you have Boston, you have Montreal. Those two, I mean, those two could go either way too. You know, of course you have Buffalo in there, Detroit, they, they're, they're in Ottawa. 
they're basically gonna gonna be horrible this year. Same thing with the Columbus Blue Jackets. But the thing is, though, with that Metropolitan Division, it could be up for grabs anywhere. It could be. I mean, you know, Carolina is going to be there. The Islanders are going to be there. That third team, it's like, is it, could it be the Rangers? Yeah, it could be. Could it be the Pittsburgh Penguins? Yeah. I mean, everybody, that's going to be the toughest division in in this whole in this whole entire thing. That is going to be the toughest thing, the toughest division this season. I mean, I don't see the I mean, I see the Flyers having you know, start the season red hot and then after the all and then after I would say after the Olympic break, a lot of these teams are going to falter. A lot of these teams are going to have great seasons and then all of a sudden after the Olympics, a lot of these teams are going to just fall off the face of the earth. I mean, I don't see, and here's the other thing is, I don't see the Arizona Coyotes doing anything this year. Anything. I see them, I see them probably finishing worse, possibly like worse than the Buffalo Sabres because Arizona has no idea what they're doing next year. You think player morale is going to be up there? No, they're not going to want to, you know, you might as well write off the Arizona Coyotes because they're going to be non-existent because the players aren't going to be thinking about playing hockey. They're going to be thinking about where are they going to end up. There's going to be rumors out there bouncing around. Oh, they're going to, the Coyotes are moving to Quebec. They're going to move to Houston. They're going to move to, um, Salt Lake City, they're going to move here, they're going to move there. They're not going to want to play hockey when these things are swirling around saying, you know, these when these players are going to be worrying about buying houses in new in new cities. They're, so they're not going to be concentrating on hockey, especially those guys, those players with families. They're not going to want to they're not going to, they're going to be mostly worried about the school system, you know, and moving their families to this new city. So I don't see the Coyotes doing anything this year. All right. The Nashville Predators, I, that's a tough one. They could sneak in. Same thing with St. Louis. You know, but then you 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 have that, you know, you have that Pacific division. I mean, the Kings, the Kings are going to do pretty well. I think the Kings are going to do well. And it all comes down to, you know, Calgary, Vancouver, you know, Calgary, Vancouver, Chicago, and I believe Dallas will probably be the four teams that are battling for those wild card spots. And you know, I see the Bruins possibly making a making a charge for a wild card spot. I don't think that they're good enough to finish in the top three in the division. No way, they're not. They're not. They're not that. They're not going to be that good, especially if you have to count on that you're not going to have Tuka Rask. And there's a good possibility you won't have Charlie, you know, Charlie Coyle will be in and out of the lineup because of his injury or the surgery. So who knows? I mean, the New Jersey Devils can easily probably sneak in and take a wild card spot. You know, I would say maybe Montreal does. Montreal could easily take that, take a wild card spot, you know, or even. I would even I would go with Ottawa, but not right now. Ottawa would be a couple years down the road. Um, so who knows? 
what's going to happen as far as like who's going to finish where because you really can't. You really can't. I mean, as far as like you can't predict the top three. Well, you can predict the top three in the in the Atlantic with Tampa, Florida, and Toronto. After that, maybe Boston, Boston, Montreal, but the top three in in the Metro, Islanders, Hurricanes, and you know maybe Washington sneaks in there. I don't know. It's a tough. That's that's that is going to be the toughest division to actually you know to predict. I mean, even the I even the Rangers. The Rangers could actually be one of those top three teams. You know, the Pittsburgh Penguins, I don't know. The Pittsburgh Penguins, to me, are getting old. You know, I don't think that they they have the fire, you know, they don't, they're getting old. So, you know, I think that maybe they're, they're a fourth, fifth place team. You know, so that one, that division is up for grabs. You know, and if if a team like the Washington Capitals, I mean, I see the Capitals possibly being one of the top three, and the Rangers pay, taking taking that fourth that fourth spot and a wild card. But you can't. It it's that that's going to be the toughest division out there. That is going to be the toughest division, and you know the one the easiest division I think is going to be the 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 Central. Colorado's got to run away with it. You have Winnipeg, who's got a good team. Minnesota's pretty decent. And Chicago's pretty good. Maybe Dallas, and even Dallas, you know. But, you know, it's that it's that damn Metro division that's going to be fun to watch. Especially with the goons that they have in that division now. And you add Chara on top of, you know, in in the with the Islanders. You know, the Rangers have Reeves. You know, the Capitals have Wilson. You know, the Islanders got uh, Zdeno Chara now. So, let's goon it up. That's going to be the goon division there. And that's going to be a fun... That's going to be one of the fun divisions to watch all season. As far as the other one goes, you you can easily predict it. You can easily predict Tampa first place, Colorado first place, Vegas first place. You can easily predict that stuff. But the thing is... The other thing you have to think about is that, you know, Islanders, I, I would think the Islanders would finish in second place in that, or the Islanders, the, the Edmonton Oilers. I don't know where my brain, my brain's basically fried today. Um, the Edmonton Oilers, you know, I could see them finishing in second place. I mean, they have the talent. They have, they have the players. You know, but who knows how far they're going to get. You know, the Kings are rebuilding and could could have a strong finish. Uh, Calgary, Calgary was pretty decent last year. So was Vancouver. But, you know, now that things are back to normal, I have a feeling that things are going to be a lot of fun to see who's who's going to finish where. Especially, especially if you have, you know, you know, Winnipeg, you know, you have Winnipeg in that central division with Colorado. And then, you know, you think about this one, you have three Canadian teams in that Eastern, in that um, Pacific, in that Pacific division. So, and three teams that we d- didn't see last year. So 
it's going to be an interesting it's going to be an interesting season to see who finishes where um as far as predicting a a, a Stanley Cup champion I, I don't know it's it's kind of tough but I'm going to have to it's going to come down to I think that Tampa Bay is going to get I think there's going to be an upset don't don't even think about Tampa Bay making it to the Stanley Cup finals but I believe that just looking at everything and I'm leaning towards Carolina, Carolina Islanders Eastern Conference matchup with probably the Islanders moving on and then possibly maybe an upset of maybe, maybe an Edmonton, an Edmonton and I would say Edmonton, Colorado matchup. Not Vegas. I don't I don't think Vegas is going to do anything in the playoffs. But like I said, the season hasn't even started yet. So, but I'm going out there making bold predictions. And I'm thinking it's going to be the Islanders and the Colorado Avalanche in the Stanley Cup Finals. Then again, you know, when we get around, probably around after the after the Olympics, you know, after the Olympic break, I'll I'll break it down one more time for playoff predictions. But right now, I'm thinking a Colorado Islanders Stanley Cup final. I know I'm pissing off the the Bruins fans right now, but that's the way it is. I just don't see this. I just don't see this Bruins team advancing in the playoffs. I mean, maybe, maybe a maybe um, an upset, you know, depending on who they play. But I just have a feeling that. You know, this Bruins team is at least a wild... They're, they're not a top three team. They are not a top three team. They're at least a wild card. And I actually see this... I actually see the Bruins not being in a wild card spot until Tuka Rask comes back. And then Rask comes back. They start winning, you know, start winning a few games here or there. Or, you know, a lot more games with him. You know, maybe around the trade deadline, you know, acquire a center for, you know for um for Hall for that second line and then maybe maybe the Bruins actually have a chance. But right now I think I think by Christmas they're not even they're not even in a wild card spot by Christmas. It's going to probably be the wild card spot by Christmas is probably going to be the Montreal Canadiens and I would say possibly the New York Rangers or Washington Capitals. Maybe even the Phil. I mean, I could even see the Flyers being in there for a little bit. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, what happens. Um, you know, by Christmas, because by Christmas, usually by Christmas, you know what the playoffs are gonna the playoff picture is gonna look like. Now, finally, uh, former Bruins center Fred Stanfield passed away last week at the age of seventy seven. Uh, the Toronto native played six seasons in Boston from 67 to 1963, and he helped the black and gold win two Stanley Cup titles in 70 and 1972. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Thanks for listening, have a great week, and go Bruins!
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.